Welcome to all the subscribers tuning in for our 10th live conference call. We're really excited to welcome Billy Christopoulos, who recently graduated from the Air Force Academy and is entering his first year of professional hockey. We're looking forward to discussing a lot with Billy tonight. Um, he's got kind of a, a, a different uh, program and situation than most professional hockey players, which, which we'll let him explain a little bit uh, later. For the new pregame skate subscribers out there, the mission is to provide an easily digestible way for hockey fans to stay up to date on everything going on in the game, all on one platform. You don't only get the newsletter, which goes out every Tuesday and Thursday. We also offer original articles, host live calls like this, and in-person events. Your subscription also serves as your digital ticket to these extra features that will be available on the website following the recording. The calls and live events aim to tackle a variety of topics, providing insight and guidance for those who are still learning about the hockey world or others just wanting to stay up to date and informed. Thanks for joining us, Billy. Do you want to give us a quick synopsis of your college career and your path to pro hockey? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. So, <laughs> yeah, as, as brief as I can be with hopefully helping some people understand here. So, yeah, I did. Did four years at the Air Force Academy. Um, that was awesome. It was there are obviously times I wish I was at a regular college, but <laughs> but yeah. the time uh, my time my time there was pretty good. And then I had a pretty good junior and senior year. Then most people out of the academy, or not most people, everybody's got a, a service commitment of uh, five years after graduation to uh, you know serve in the Air Force. So. They have, a, they have a program called the World Class Athlete Program that I was able to to be a part of and get accepted into, and that's kind of how I how I got to be able to play hockey. And it's technically so I'm, I'm technically an active duty Air Force officer, but my job right now is, is to be a hockey player. So it's it's a pretty pretty sweet setup I've got. Yeah, yeah, definitely not not bad. Um, could you could you tell us a little bit more about how the process for getting getting uh into that program yeah so the program is uh it's designed to to have athletes train for for an olympic team so out of the academy we get it's i'd say it's mostly they're they're probably 10 or so athletes a year mostly track and field guys and girls because you know they've just got to hit certain certain benchmark times to be able to qualify for olympic trials and then when it comes to team sports like hockey i was uh i was lucky enough to actually play so in, in colorado that's where the olympic training center is obviously and uh some of the usa hockey guys are up there so we're playing a ton of games in front of them between us and cc and denver and uh i guess i was able to catch the eye of some of, some of those guys up there talk to van beesbrook a little bit with usa hockey and and he kind of uh, gave me his blessing that, you know, there could be potential there with the uh, NHL players not playing the Olympics. There could be potential to have a spot in some of the training camps with them. And then after that, it's just it's, it's a lot of paperwork, honestly, filing it up the chain of command in the Air Force and then and getting them to, to approve you. Yeah, and so in terms of your commitment to do you have 
any additional commitments to the Air Force, even even while you're playing, once you're accepted into a program like that? Do you have to go to the, the local bases at the city that you're set up in? or? Yeah, so I'm... So I've got the five-year commitment, and, yeah, like I said, this is going towards my five years. So while I'm playing hockey, I'm, I've got to my, – technically my home base is uh, Seymour Johnson, North Carolina. But uh, I could really jump into any base to where I'm playing at and, uh, and kind of go in and, and get some of my training done, do some appearances, help out with any odd jobs around the base, and, and really – pretty much help promote the program in the Air Force in general. So, you know, anytime there's an opportunity for an event where, you know, say an Air Force public relations person reaches out and asks me to, you know, come help speak at some recruitment thing, I can do that. And so there's all all kinds of little odd ins and outs of little jobs that I'll be doing here and there and and just things that that I'll be doing throughout the year. Yeah, definitely. Um, seems like seems like a really cool program and a great way to to keep a lot of the Air Force athletes motivated throughout their college career uh, to kind of know there's potential for them to continue continue their sport afterwards. Yeah, definitely. It's because I know it's after or when you're at the academy, you've got your first two years are essentially. Uh, like like free to you. So basically, if you if you want to leave during the first two years, you're good to do that, and no questions asked, and, and you'll be fine. But once you start that day of class in your junior year, you're locked into the commitment. So this program is is kind of nice for people who are on the fence. You know, maybe they want to go try to play professional sport instead of having to, you know, leave the academy after two years to be able to do that. The program's awesome. It's designed to help people stay in the academy and help retain those people so it's uh yeah it's it's a nice setup yeah definitely who are uh who are some some of the other people that have been in the program in the past few years um so hockey wise there's been one other before me it was cole gunner he he actually graduated the year before i came in so he graduated in in 15 but mostly, uh, mostly it ends up being like I said, like track and field because obviously with with these team sports, with the exception of hockey right now, when when you've got the you know like the Olympic basketball team, it's 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 tough for any of our guys to make a case to say you know hey I'm gonna be competing with like LeBron James and and Kyrie Irving like people like that. So mostly uh, track and field, the uh, I want to say the year before I graduated, there were a couple high jumpers who are on pace right now to be in the Summer Olympics. And actually, my graduating class, we had myself and then two baseball players who are working their way through the system right now. Nick Reddy is actually, he was drafted by the Marlins, and he uh, he was, I think, I want to say the MVP of one of the lower A programs, so it's kind of nice to see some of the success, see some of these people going to the Olympics and, and doing some cool things. Yeah, definitely. That's uh, that's that's crazy. Um, let's maybe take a take a step back when maybe talk about 
when you started getting recruited by colleges, um, maybe talk about some of the other ones you were recruited by and, and how you landed on the decision to go to Air Force. Yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> it was, uh, it was a long process, that's for sure. They, uh, so I was playing in Des Moines in the USHL, and that's when they first reached out and, you know, started trying to, trying to recruit me and, and had me on a visit and everything. And, and I, I was, I loved the visit. I loved everything about it, but I was just a little nervous to take, take that step because it's a long commitment, right? So, you know, yeah. throughout the rest of my time, I, I started, I'm talking to more schools, um, Nobody else really. One of my things was I didn't I didn't want to didn't want to pay for college myself. I wanted to either get a scholarship or some financial aid or anything like that. So, out of the other offers I had, um, so I was talking to St. Lawrence, Bentley, uh, some other Atlantic schools, and then some some other big name schools. But for all those ones, all all like the the big market schools, they were all little to no scholarship and you know I kind of wanted to be somewhere where I was really wanted and and Air Force Air Force made it pretty clear that they they really wanted me to be in there and and be able to play right away and be that guy so ultimately I just had a I kind of had to take a leap of faith and get on board with the whole military thing and and you know what I'm I'm super glad I did it was one of the best best decisions I ever made yeah, um, definitely, and and in terms of the uh, the Air Force as a team, kind of consistently super hardworking. Actually, my the one year that uh, with Boston College, one of our national championships, the first game we played was against Air Force, and that was the closest game we had the whole tournament. I think it was two nothing or something like that. Um, so, talk about. I mean, obviously, you guys are, are kind of used to working hard in that college environment, but, but what's the, the coaching like and, and the, the practices and, and uh, stuff like that? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, that's definitely what it is. It's just a group of a bunch of guys that really buy into the program, really want to be there and, just, and work their tails off. And, and kind of that, that's another reason I wanted to, I wanted to go to the academy. I'd, I'd always seen, you know, looking at the past, Air Force has got a pretty solid uh, reputation of being either at the very top or near the top of Atlantic hockey and and getting an NCAA tournament. And and I think that just has to do with, you know, like you said, like the work ethic. Like when when I was at the academy, we went to uh, to the NCAA tournament twice, and (laughs) by no means were we even close to – being more skilled than the teams we were playing, but both times we won our won our first game, and then lost a, a one goal game in the Elite Eight. So it it's just it's just the kind of guys that you get guys that wanna you know dive in front of shots like block them with their face, and just, they're just fully bought in. And and it's just I think it, it goes back to the you know the kind of people that it takes to you know I guess I guess make it through some of the tough parts of the academy without wanting wanting to leave or quit and then on top of that we've got our coaching staff is <laughs> uh frank saratori is one of the more notable coaches in college hockey with some of the 
some of his crazy press conferences and stuff like that. But he's just a he's a, he's a guy that that players want to want to go battle for, and he's been there so long, and he, he's just he's just a guy that that people really you know when when he talks, people listen, and and it's 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 awesome to see all the buy-in that we get and. And they put together good practices for us, and always have us competing, and always have us working, working our tails off. And I think that's kind of what led to a lot of the success we've had. Um, and kind of speaking of of the of the Air Force student lifestyle, I think it'd be interesting for people to hear if if you could just kind of take us through a, a sample day um, at the Air Force. Yeah. So uh, you know, and I'll. I'll I'll do I'll do two two different days for you. One one is uh, one's a day of a of a life as a, a guy in a, the freshman year, which is which is a lot worse I'll tell you than than your sophomore, junior, and senior year. So pretty much every everybody uh, wakes up around six thirty. I want to say because you've got a you got morning formation at six forty five, where you got to be out and dressed and in your uniform. You're getting inspected and you know, making sure everything's good, and so actually, I'll, I'll say uh, junior or sophomore, juniors, and seniors are up by about 6:30. Freshmen usually up quite a bit earlier than that because they're they're making sure their room's perfect and and super clean. Because while we're all getting inspected, they're not only are their uniforms getting inspected, but their rooms getting inspected too. So <laughs> they've got a little tougher of a life. And then yeah, after that, after that, we uh, we all go to breakfast. And then it's class from 7:30 until 11:30. After that, it's the whole school marches to lunch together, and then it's it's actually this part's pretty cool. All 4,000 cadets eat at the exact same time. We're in we're all in the dining hall together, and and it's about oh wow yeah it's it's like a 15 minute ordeal. We're in and out. It's crazy. It's it's family style. So like they just come. They've got all the servers bring a ton of food to your table, and then you're all just giving it up family style and in and out of the cafeteria in about 15 or 20 minutes, all 4,000, which is, yeah, it's, that's pretty cool. And then um, after that, the non-athletes, they'll go they'll go back to class for another couple hours, but all the athletes will head down, head down and, you know, do, do video, do treatment, do all that stuff. So we've got, I'd say, around 12:30 to four or five. You're doing that, and then at five, there's a or 5:30 or six. I want to say you've got another little military, like either a little military class or some sort of training event. That guys will, the freshmen will usually be getting bagged or something like that. <laughs> They'll be doing. All kinds of yeah. all kinds of work, all kinds of push-ups, running stuff like that, and then dinner, then homework, then to bed. So yeah, it's a pretty crazy day. <laughs> yeah, that that is that's a lot. Um, the the uh, the lunch that's got to be crazy. Um, <laughs> having yeah. everyone in there. Um, yeah, it's wild <laughs> for sure. So I guess that's kind of a good transition into discussing pro hockey how are you transitioning into um kind of having having a little more free time is it is it almost bizarre 
Yeah, it's, it's a little strange, that's for sure. You know, we're, we're used to such a regimented life at the academy. Like, I'm being told what to do every minute of every day, basically. And then, you know, you get the pro, and it's like, hey, show up to the rink at 10.30. You're done by 12.30 or 1. And then it's like, oh, man, what like what do I do? So yeah, I've been, yeah. <laughs> trying to find things to do to keep me busy, looking for hobbies, looking for anything. But, you know, I think, honestly, this these first couple of months, I've just I've just been enjoying doing nothing. You know, it's it's been so long since I've just just sat there and done nothing. I've, you know, I've caught up with my Netflix series. I've caught up with a lot of sleep. And, yeah, so it's it's quite a change of pace. But, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been fun. Yeah, definitely, definitely a well, well earned break, um, for sure. And and uh, glad we're able to get you on for Veterans Day. Um, pretty, pretty, pretty special day around the country. Um, one one other thing I, I wanted to ask you was, you grew up in, in Raleigh, uh, North Carolina. There, obviously, it's a little bit more of a bigger hockey market now with the Hurricanes last year, but maybe just talk about what it was like kind of playing youth hockey there and, and how it's changed um, and what it's like now when you, when you go back. Yeah, so I got to Raleigh in 1999, so that was right, right near the same time the Hurricanes were coming, so before I got there, from what I've been told, there was, there was almost no youth hockey programs which is which is crazy because it's actually Raleigh's pretty big and it's, it's grown like crazy but um the Hurricanes brought with them the junior Hurricanes program kind of like you know like all all their teams have like the pens of the junior band and stuff like that so so they brought that with them and and little by little like year by year we started having more people play more people play and you know I, I was lucky we had a uh, we had an ex NHL goalie that happened to be living in Raleigh and and take over the uh, the goaltending like development. So there are a few of us that got pretty lucky and and we had him kind of watching over us for basically our whole youth careers. Which which you know I I attribute to the reason that me and a couple of these other kids all went through college and are playing pro now and and. You know, so we we got pretty lucky in that aspect. But when I go back now, it's crazy. Like with all the growth, and you know, the Hurricanes are having more success. Like they won the they won the Cup in '06, and they they had a good run this year. And and now I go back, and I'm I'm seeing you know there are all kinds of there are tons and tons of players, and I'm I'm seeing guys that are drafted and signing NHL contracts that grew up in Raleigh, and you know it, it's awesome to see. It's something that looking back 15 or 20 years ago, you would have never expected. But, yeah, it's hockey is starting to, starting to become a big thing down there, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's great to see, and it, it seems to be happening a little more in, in, a lot of, in a lot of the southern states. I know junior hockey is way different than it used to be, but they've got, I, I think, the USPHL has a southern mm-hmm. division now, so it's great to see it kind of kind of spreading around around the country. Yeah, no, it's awesome. It's, yeah, like I said, if I would have looked 
10, 15 years ago and looked at the southeast, and I would have never expected to see all the hockey that there is today, which is pretty sweet. It's pretty cool. Thanks thanks a lot, Billy. Uh, I think we'll open it up to the subscriber Q&A now. Um, just a few guidelines before we, we get going. Uh, quickly state your first name and where you're calling in from. You'll have 30 seconds to ask a question. Uh, no profanity, and let's keep it hockey-related. Um, and, and while we're waiting for the for the Q&A or, or for the questions to start coming in, we'll ask one uh, that we got in from via email. Uh, Jeff from Chicago wants to know your opinion on going to the USHL or playing prep school, uh, if, you, if you have kind of an opinion on that. Um, well, I, so I played, yeah, I played in Des Moines in the USHL, and I thought that was awesome. It was an awesome experience. Some tons of guys that are playing against right now are, uh, you know, playing. They're super, they're super, uh, super successful hockey players in the NHL and all kinds of pro leagues. But, you know, prep school, I think, I, I think it's, I think it's a pretty cool deal. Like, uh, when I was growing up, I used to, there's, there wasn't a ton of hockey out in Raleigh, so it's, some of my buddies ended up going to play prep school, and you know, I guess if you if you find the right place and and it's a good fit, uh, I had a lot of buddies who had success in prep school, and then you know they they went on to prep school younger, and then then they went on to play juniors, and they play in USHL and North American League or BC, and and really anywhere you can where you can go and and play and and you know really challenge yourself and have some good competition is. Whatever, whatever you do, as long as you're, as long as you're out there with good competition and, and good coaching, and you know you're having fun with it, I think you really can't go wrong. Yeah, the the USHL is uh, it, it definitely it definitely I actually played both and and uh, the USHL definitely definitely prepares you for uh, for college just with with the intense schedule. Um, actually, fun fact, my. Uh, my only goalie fight of my career was in that Des Moines arena. Um, oh, wow. pretty, I'm sure that that was a pretty fun, pretty raucous <laughs> crowd and such. So I'm sure that was yeah. um, a fun place to play. Um, yeah, did you get any uh, beer like thrown on you on the way off the ice? I'm sure. I'm sure some fans yeah, are doing crazy food, there. Maybe a coke or yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Looks like we have uh, we have one question. Uh, coming in here so uh go ahead with that question yes hi this is lily from pittsburgh and i was just wondering uh how did you manage you know being a division one athlete at the air force academy i mean with all your commitments and obviously the time i mean i know you you talked about that but how difficult was that compared to you know men who weren't athletes there i mean i don't know how you fit all of that in that had to have been a, a huge commitment of time yeah um it was it was uh it was tough that's for sure but honestly the regiment ended up i think helping me school-wise because coming into the academy you know school school is a little bit on the back burner for hockey and then you know when you get there and uh <laughs> and you realize that you really your only option is to to pass classes and to succeed you know it really it really uh starts to take priority and you know being an athlete there there are so many tools for us our 
when we'd go on the road, they'd have tutors come with us to help us, and the teachers at the academy are all great. They're awesome. They just care so much about the students that really everybody's doing everything they can to make sure you succeed and help you succeed. And, and our coaches, it's the same with our coaches. You know, they, they keep everything, they keep practices shorter than most Division One programs just because they'll we'll get off the ice and, and they'll tell us, and hey, you know, make sure you're, Make sure you're hitting the books. Make sure you're studying. Make sure you're doing well. And, and yeah, so all the resources combined with you know just like the support system that we had was was really what helped push honestly push most of us uh, most of us hockey players through. Awesome. Um, well, thanks a lot for the question, Lily. Um, let's let's go to the next question. Hey, this is Chris from South Carolina. Just wanted to understand. How does the, the the Air Force long-term commitment fit in with this? Are, are the, the years that you're doing this kind of in lieu of one or more of the four-year commitment, or is that something that follows on sequentially after you're done? Yeah, so when you graduate, it's a, so it's a five-year commitment I have, and these, these years are – these are counting towards my years of service um, – just with all the, since I'm active duty, with all the, you know, like I was saying, the, you know, the recruitment things that I'm that I'm helping with, and you know, at, at any time during this program, I can still be called back because I'm called back to do any other job in the Air Force, and so these are kind of these are running congruent with my uh, five years, and then, you know, the day I uh, the day I stop playing hockey or the day the program ends for the Olympic, uh, the 2022 Olympics is, is that's when I'll jump right back into whatever job the Air Force tell me to do. So, so yeah, these are, these are going towards my five years right now. Thanks a lot uh, for the qu- question, Chris. Um, we'll just ask you one more, uh, one more question. We got the email to, to wrap it up. Um, Jared from Atlanta, Georgia, wants to know if you have any advice for young goaltenders. Oh, for young I love this one, yeah. It's, uh, that's a question that I get all the time, actually. And Hold on one second. There we go. Sorry, I was getting some beeping on my head. Um, yeah, no, one thing that was kind of instilled in me when I was younger, which I, I think – helped a ton and which I, I wish I would have taken more seriously and more to heart and I realize it more now is is uh just it's the importance of being a good skater, you know, especially when you're young, make sure make sure you're doing all, all the skating drills and when I was younger they had us do all the you know, all of our edge work with, with all the forwards and defensemen too and you know, I think being a good skater is just such an important part about being a good goalie because you got to be able to get to places on your feet. You got to be able to get to plays as they're happening, before they're happening, and and yeah, Parker, you could probably attest to this. I think you know that's that's a huge, hugely underdeveloped skill in some goalies that that kind of that kind of weeds goalies out as you get into higher levels. The ones that are they're they're just so big and they've got so much potential, but they just don't have the, the skating ability to to back it up. So. I, I think, yeah, for me, that, that's the number one thing I always tell tell young young kids, 
sometimes it might not be the most fun, but but if you can be a good skater, it's going to pay huge dividends, huge dividends in the future. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's pretty awesome that it, it when I was kind of growing up and just starting, that was not really something something that we did a whole lot and and i was lucky enough to have one goalie coach that did and um a little envious of of all the younger goalies now because they just have way more access to that sort of training than than you and i did um when we were that age yeah um well thanks a lot for for joining us tonight billy um super interesting learning about um i i can't get over it's still that lunch um <laughs> thinking about all, all the students eating lunch at once but um really interesting and um thanks for your service so happy that we got to got to do this on veterans day um and to all the subscribers we'll have a recording of this call available on the website uh in the next week or so uh thanks thanks again billy yeah no thanks ton for having me it's, it's great i really appreciate it all right, everyone. Uh, we'll see you next time.